Welcome to the Love Marriage Again podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Siobhan Parat. In this podcast, you will receive the wisdom, the insight, and the tools you need to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Your marriage is meant to be amazing. Your marriage should be your favorite place to be. Your marriage should bring out the best in you. I'm here to help you create that. In each episode, I'll coach you to improve your communication, build a deeper connection, become a more united team, and experience more intimacy. Here, we have real conversations about what can make marriage hard, and more importantly, how to make it easy. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there, everyone. It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I have a treat for you today. Listen, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you've probably noticed I do solo episodes. I have only had one guest on the podcast ever. That is my husband. And we are like in episode 203. So this is a long stint of you just hearing me, but today I have a guest and I'm just like over the moon excited to share her with you. Um, We met originally in a business mastermind together and became fast friends and have maintained that friendship for years. If you guys listen, I'm pretty sure around the holidays, I told you about the fabulous time I had visiting my family. And we went over for dinner for a good friend. This is that friend. She is a fellow coach and her name is Julie Danielson. She is a life coach for women who want to have an amazing life and feel fulfilled and have a lot of joy and feel more like themselves after divorce. So just like take that part in. I, a marriage coach, (laughs) have brought a divorce coach on the podcast as my first guest. And let me tell you, this makes so much sense. So Julie and I were recently just chatting, right? Like, it's so great to have a like-minded person that you can talk business with that's in a similar field of really helping people navigate themselves within the context of a relationship. And we got to talking about really the importance of this work that I share And basically she was like, yeah, everything you're teaching your clients is so that they can avoid having to come to me. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And so (laughs) that's what we're going to talk about. So I've asked her to come on and we're just going to talk about the breakdowns in communication, the things that by the time you are divorced and you are now seeking help and support to like rebuild your life all the things that she has seen her clients go through experience and have as perpetual and recurring issues in their marriage. And I wanted you to hear it from someone, not me. (laughs) So Ah, welcome, welcome, welcome. Say hello. Thank you. 
Yeah. I super appreciate that. Thank you for the warm welcome. And I'm super excited to be here. I didn't know I was your like first besides your husband. That's amazing. So I'm happy to be here. And I also want to say like, I value marriage so much. I'm on my second marriage 13 years in and like, we're doing amazing. So I value marriage so much, but I did get divorced and I don't want people to use divorce like it's a horrible, horrible thing, but like the fear of it to keep you from getting one when it's needed. Okay. Like for some people, they would rather stay married in a horrible marriage that is never going to get better than move on. And, and they fear that moving on piece. So I, I just want to like put that out there that divorce is sometimes um, the catalyst for your next amazing stage in life. And that's where I help my women. So, but definitely seize Siobhan and, and go through her program. Find out if there is hope for you. Because, I mean, marriage, the sanctity of a marriage is obviously like something that we all want to keep. So, yeah, so let's start there. Add to that, right? I agree mm-hmm. with you wholeheartedly. And I've shared... Mm-hmm. Um, on this podcast before, some of my client results, specifically inside my program, The Marriage Upgrade. And I've had clients ultimately come to crystal clear clarity that this marriage, when we literally poured every resource, everything possible into the marriage and their partner is still not able to meet them there, that ultimately the relationship has ended. And even as a marriage coach, I own that. And every Mm -hmm. client that that has been their experience, they're so grateful for it. They are so grateful for, have given it their all and put everything on the line And then ultimately be really clear that like, even with the best help possible, this marriage is not for me and have moved on. So yes, yes to that. And also like, yes to doing all the things on the front end, right? So like, see if it can work. So I I agree with you. All right. So let's dive in. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we're going to dive into um, basically the, the red flags that are showing up in your marriage that indicate it is um, breaking down, okay? So there are early red flags in a relationship that will indicate the marriage is deteriorating and it's not thriving. It is actually probably causing some depression, anxiety, stress, um, really overall unhappiness. And sometimes like we say the word disease, but dis-ease in a marriage can cause disease. Okay. It has been highly documented, documented that, you know, unhappiness, stress, all that extra cortisol and those, those bad, um, you know, toxins running through your bloodstream that is caused by that anxiety and stress causes disease. And a lot of times that can be caused by a marriage that has gone very, very south. So let's talk about what those um, symptoms are in a marriage that is deteriorating. Um, There are four things that really show up. And 
the ladies that I work with that have already gone through divorce, they'll be like, oh yeah, that's my, that was my marriage. That was my marriage a hundred percent. The first one is criticism. Okay. That nitpicking that goes on. And I think back to my first marriage, I was, you know, very young when we got married and I didn't have the help and support in the home and with the kids. And I felt like a nag. I was not getting help. But criticism and the way that you deliver it will open the door to these three other areas that will break down a marriage, these three other symptoms. And that is resentment, contempt, right? Those two words go hand in hand where you're, you really resent your spouse. Like maybe you never get to do anything because they're always the one that, that does everything that gets to go out and have fun. And you're always at home with the kids. That resentment, it it's, you harbor that, right? It feels terrible. It feels like a weight. And then there's defensiveness, which I like to say this is basically reverse criticism. Somebody criticizes you, you get defensive, right? And you're like kind of deflecting that blame. Um, it's hard to receive criticism without being defensive, but we'll we'll probably talk about that. And the last one is stonewalling and shutting down. This symptom is where somebody just does not communicate very well. They they may be shut down when they receive criticism. They might shut down because they never feel like they're heard anyway. So what's the point? They just, you know, clam up. And that is terrible because the other person is left feeling like it's not solved, right? The problems aren't solved. They just shove it under the rug and forget about it and you move on with your day. But it's never... There's never that repair and reconnect that happens in a healthy relationship, right? So I call these criticism, contempt, defensiveness, stonewalling. I say that these symptoms are like the black plague in a marriage. It is going to wipe you out. It is either going to lead to divorce for those who are brave enough to get one or an unhappy marriage. And I promise you there are more happy divorced people than there are happy, happily married people probably that stay married when they shouldn't, right? Yeah. Or stay married without getting the help to clean up this negative energy in their marriage. Yeah. And the thing that I like to think about these things happening in a marriage, it, they are very unhealthy. And I think your point is like, you can't be happy in an unhealthy marriage. And I tell my clients this a lot of the times. I'm like, you're trying to accept something that's not okay. And that's one of the reasons I really love being able to work with couples because both of you need to hear that. And I think like just this criticism, defensive, stonewalling, contempt cycle just like layers on top of itself, right? So yeah. if you have someone who's leading with, I'm unhappy about this, you're doing this wrong, you're not doing this, and then their partner shuts down and then stonewalls, it doesn't, exactly what you said, it doesn't ever address the issue. So then it turns 
up their criticism, turns up the defensiveness, turns up the stonewalling, turns Mm -hmm. up the resentment and contempt, and they just stay in these cycles. And there is never any happiness that will ever come from that, right? And so it is this idea of like, either we've got to address it or we've got to stop trying to even work on it, right? Like that is the thing that I think a lot of where people stay stuck. They know it's not sitting well with them. They know it's not working. Yeah. And they're just staying there, right? They're not actually- honestly- Like, I want to say that this is almost like an immature way of being in a relationship. It's, it's immature and people will harbor and protect their egos rather than like opening up to their partner because they're afraid of being hurt or wounded or whatever, but there, and that's what a healthy relationship does it's like you are open and raw to this person that you traded vows with, but rather than staying open and raw and vulnerable to them, you're shutting down and you're closing off, protecting your ego. When really in a healthy, happy marriage, you have to continually work on releasing that ego of I need to be right. Or, you know, it needs to be my way or the highway. Yeah. Yeah. That is so profound. And I just like, I'm going to go on a little tangent. (laughs) Because when you just said that of protecting the ego, I have to just call it out how I see it. And what I'm going to call out, like most likely the people listening to this podcast are not the ones that need to hear it. It's like, they already know it, but the ego, like that protection of the ego, I have so many clients who come to me who'll say like, I see these problems and my partner doesn't think it's that bad. I see these things happening. I'm surfacing it. They don't think it's that bad. And as soon as you said that, that sparked it for me. It's like, they're protecting their ego, right? They don't want to enter a process of getting help where their ego is vulnerable, right? Where they will be confronted with maybe looking at themselves and be confronted with how I'm not communicating the best. I'm not showing up as my best in this relationship. And for some people that is terrifying and it is scary. And so instead of saying, hey, I'm afraid to enter this process. I'm afraid to start doing this work because I don't want my ego deflated and I don't want my ego, you know, vulnerable to needing to like reckon with itself. Instead of that vulnerability in the communication, it becomes defensiveness. It becomes um, that stonewalling of like, no, we don't need the help. I don't really think it's a problem. Like, I'm fine. I'm good with how things are. It's your problem. It's you. Yeah. And that is the exact recipe for a divorce. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like what you do so well, Siobhan, is you get a couple to see that piece and you get them on the same side of the table. Like rather than being across from each other and pointing the finger at each other, they get on the same side of the table 
And I love that you're able to do that. Like, I wish everybody, if they were struggling in a marriage and they've never really invested time and effort in healing that, I mean, there's a lot of trauma back there, right? We all have these like childhood traumas that may never have been healed and we may not have learned great communication from our parents. I mean, so many married people are children of divorce and they did not have good role models or maybe they, their parents just still were not good parental loving couples, right? They weren't modeled that. And I feel like that's what we're here as adults overcoming. You get to learn now from Siobhan and from scratch how to do it right. Yeah. I had a couple work with me. They'd been married for 30 plus years and they were like, we're just, we feel like babies in this process, learning the tools that we never learned. And they made extraordinary process. And it is, it really is about, I love that idea of like, it is about bringing you to the same side of the table and the same side of the table is your marriage. It's not right. Like me against you or like, Mm -hmm. you're doing this wrong and you're the reason we, our marriage is like struggling, but it's like, what does your marriage need? I think of it as like a newborn baby or a new baby puppy, whatever, you know, you love. And it's taking care of that. It's not about like, I am to blame that this baby needs this. It's like, oh, this is what our marriage needs. This is what I'm going to give it. So I would, I would love, cause we were talking Julie about like, yes, these things happen. How do people know that it is happening at a level that is like crisis, surefire way to end in divorce? Or mm-hmm. if it's like, okay, this is within the range of like, Everybody has a day or a couple of days and things like that. Tell me what you see and what you think about that. I think everyone should look at it. I think it is a preventative measure. And if you take a look at this early enough in your marriage, you are on the same side and you're always like collaborating and growing together as a couple and like building your dreams together as opposed to not being on the same side. Right. And possibly like you guys putting your efforts into different things and growing apart. So I think it's for everyone. I think everybody needs a solid foundation to start from no matter where they are in their marriage, like you can always start over with the same person and build that solid foundation and like renew your marriage again and experience it in a way that you've never had it before. That connectedness, that feeling of love. But you asked the question, like, how do you know? If you ever feel like you are walking on eggshells around your spouse or like you have to be different in some way in order to not rock the boat or I mean, and this this is possibly happening because you were raised in a volatile household. It may have nothing to do with your spouse, but 
what I see a lot of people doing is them twisting themselves up and not living their truth, not speaking up for themselves and getting their wants, needs, and desires met in a relationship. They're just helping their spouse get their wants, needs, and desires met. And that leaves you feeling unfulfilled, unsatisfied, unhappy. So I think there are so many things going on with any couple that it's never going to hurt to meet with somebody and, you know, work with Siobhan and go through the process of getting on the same side of the table. Because once you do it, it lasts. You guys are always doing this work together. And and this is how, this is what my clients say about my coaching is like what they learn in the coaching program, it transcends the rest of their life. It infilters the rest of their life in all of the areas. And I know Siobhan does that for her couples as well. Like people come out the other side stronger, more connected, more intimate. And that transcends all the other areas of their life. Imagine having that amazing support system in your own home, what you're able to create at work in your career. Like it just amplifies everywhere. So hell yeah, it's worth it. And everyone should do it. Yeah. I remember like you, I remember several conversations of just chatting and you're like, literally anyone that has a marriage should be doing this program. And I think there will be people that are listening to that, this and hearing like the communication breakdowns, right? They're like, oh yeah, I definitely can nag, or I definitely feel like my partner nags and is like hypercritical or judgmental of me. There's some people listening that are like, yep, I definitely see the defensiveness. I can be defensive or my partner can Mm -hmm. be defensive. Mm -hmm. They also recognize the stonewalling. And I think the stonewalling is like a very like sort of passive aggressive way of making someone small, right? Like it is, it is like, I'm not going to engage with you. I'm not going to acknowledge anything you've just said, which Mm -hmm. then as that keeps happening over time, the other person begins to develop this mindset of like, well, what's the point of even saying anything? Every time I bring it up, no matter how many times I try, and I've heard that from my listeners, like, no, Dr. Siobhan, I've tried it every single way that you've said. And every time I do it, my partner is always defensive, right? That I think there are people that are like, really their, their scale is really heavy on these things. And then there's some people where it's like little sprinkles of this periodically enough that you can hear these things and recognize that it's happening. And I think I agree with you that this work is for everyone always, whether you're working with me directly or not, right? Like it is People listening to the podcast, podcast. Yeah. Podcast with my husband. Like we've, we've, okay. What do we need to work on, on our walk today? I'm going to pull up Siobhan's podcast and find the episode of the thing that we need to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. Literally you have 200 sessions already waited for you. Right. And I do think though, I think it's like, it's a matter of people get married And then they put the marriage on autopilot and these things build up. And I think you're a hundred percent right. Some of the ways and the coping mechanisms we have for communicating aren't 
because we're intentionally trying to be difficult with our partner, right? So defensiveness, I talk about this in my program so much. It comes from when you feel like your identity is being threatened. And a lot of us, if we grew up in highly critical homes where being perfect was this way you kept yourself safe, then any criticism you're going to be hypersensitive to. Now, that's okay. I say like, whatever you're doing, it's because it's a coping mechanism, but we want to uncover it and we want to understand it. And so it is about getting you on both sides of the table. It's, I mean, on together on one side of the table, it's not like you're wrong for being defensive. It's like, let's understand it. Let's connect dots. Let's figure out why this is showing up for you in this way. I love that. And you mentioned um, stonewalling as like a, oh, almost like an affront to the partner, but there's also this part of stonewalling that might be just a person shutting down. Like that could be their coping mechanism of like, oh my gosh, this isn't safe. I need to like exit and and remove myself. Because I mean, think about like a child whose parents fought all the time they would hide and stay quiet and like stay away from whatever is reacting out there in the world that's scaring them. So it can also be a defense mechanism. And, you know, all of these symptoms are, are present to some degree, even in healthy marriages. However, (laughs) um, there is, a stronger element of connection, a stronger element of repair and communication in a loving manner. You know, that repair comes after there's been some kind of a breakdown and like coming back together and connecting and repairing makes you stronger. So that is a healthy marriage and that's what a healthy marriage does, but unhealthy marriages don't come back and create that repair where both parties feel even safer and more connected than before. Yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. And I teach a repair process inside the marriage upgrade, but you know, a lot of times when people have existed in this state for so long, they can hear you say that. And they're like, but I don't know what that looks like. So what does, like, what does a healthy repair look like in your mind? Um, It means you're coming to the same side of this table and you are listening first, both of you, like you come to the table to listen and not to be heard and to understand and be curious because sometimes it's just a simple miscommunication. And that's usually what it is when it's a healthy couple, right? Like, honey, when you said this, it made me feel insignificant or small. And he's going to say, oh my gosh, when I said that, I was completely talking about this over here. And I did not even mean to make you feel that way. I am so sorry, honey. Okay. Thank you. I have understanding. I'm clear now. We're whole, right? Like that's what a healthy repair and reconnect look like to me. Yeah. yeah. So if you, you want, have yes, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Or like even coming back and saying, "Hey, if you're the person that maybe overreacted in the situation, hey, I realize 
I overreacted. This is what was going on for me. Um, I shouldn't have spoken to you that way. I shouldn't have said it that way. Like, I apologize. Like next time, this is what I'm going to do better. That is a complete repair. And if any of you are listening to this and you're like, that never happens in my marriage, I'm even more pissed off now (laughs) because I'm seeing these issues. I want to offer you hope that everything we're talking about are skills. They are skills that can be intentionally cultivated. And I see it all the time in my program, people who struggle, especially with like the complaining and critical startup to a conversation that leads to a lot of defensiveness that escalates into a complete stonewall and shutting down. Mm -hmm. They've come with those things. And once they can zoom out and see like, oh, this is why that was happening. This is what I was thinking. This is how I was conditioned to cope with these scenarios. And see there are other choices. There are other Mm -hmm. tools that I now have in my tool belt to Mm -hmm. approach a conversation, to listen and not just prove my point, to approach a conversation and be curious. I have to say, this is another like side note. My husband is so good at this. Like I remember there was something I did and a choice that I made and I just sort of like went off. And instead of coming to me and saying like, I don't like that you did that. I can't believe you did that. He was like, help me understand. Help me understand what you were thinking. And for any listener that's hearing that, you can learn for that to be your default way of handling a miscommunication, a misunderstanding, a frustration, a gripe, whatever the case may be. So these really are skills that I think Julie would say, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, like you want to be learning, practicing, and mastering before it's too late. Yes, absolutely. And I want to, I love to give a, um, what do you call it? Like an example. If somebody handed, let's just say your teenager a million dollars and said, go invest this money. Good luck. Your teenager who's never known anything about investments is probably not going to make a really good rate of return on that money right? They're not really, they don't have the tools. They don't have the skills to invest it. They might put it all in Tesla, which is down like 20% right now. So I'm just saying like, (laughs) that's what will happen if you do something without investing in your education and the skills to manage your own finances. Like we just met with a financial planner today. That's why I'm using that as an example and a metaphor. Um, But here we have Siobhan and like, she's like your financial planner. She's going to give you the tools and help you make the best decisions for you and teach you how to turn that million dollars into $10 million down the road. Like that is what she does for marriages. And we all need that. Like we all need that resource of how do I do this one thing better? Right. Like why live with mediocre or losing that million dollars when you can have it tenfold? And this is where like people say, 
oh, marriages are so much work that really grates on my nerves because I want to tell you, if you don't do this kind of work, the actual work on the back end is tenfold harder. It is so much easier living a life in a happy, healthy relationship that you work to build than struggling through a mediocre one. Yeah. And struggling through the process of divorce. Yes. And the toll it takes on your body and how it ages you and like deteriorates you. It's so painful. Now, some people don't come to the table as a couple. So Siobhan, tell me about your successful clients who as one person comes forward to do this work and then maybe their partner gets on board later or how does it work when both people are not coming to the table for you? Yeah, there's lots of scenarios where that happens. Um, so I have some people who will work with me private in individual coaching and they are really focused on themselves. And this is the thing I always tell my clients, I'm like, when they come to me and they're really on the brink of divorce, I'm like, either way, this is the work that you need to do. Like, it doesn't yes. matter if it's together. It doesn't matter if it's individually, this is the work that has to be done. So they will come to me knowing like, there are things I know I want to work on, whether it's how I'm actually relating to my partner or whether it's how I care for myself in this environment that is hard for me, right? So mm -hmm. there are several clients who may come to me in that circumstance. And then all the while they're showing up better, but they're also planting seeds and being such a transformative example of the value of this work that then their partner, will come. Like I've had several clients who like started with me and then their partner came and they came together to do the marriage upgrade and thrived in that scenario, right? Like their partner really got it and started to see the benefit of that. Then I have some people, as I said before, like they will come and do this work. Maybe they come together and they both think that they want to do it. And then one person will really get into it. And the other person is just not ready to go there with themselves yet and right. they drop off, but the other person keeps showing up for them. So the way I approach working with anyone on their marriage is there are, it's almost like a Venn diagram where it's like, yeah. there's you and your work and your curriculum, like your personal yeah. development yes. up to becoming your level 10 self. And there's your partner's work. And then there's the beautiful overlap where you're building skills as a team. And In that's the work, no matter how you're doing it, that is the work of ultimately transforming the marriage to become a healthy, thriving marriage. Yes, I love that because it ultimately it it does rely on each individual doing the work on themselves to be able to put their best foot forward and to have that healthy communication. And I like to say like healthy communication is like the byproduct of a mature adult who has done the self work and isn't just trying to win. Yeah. That's really, that's really profound, right? Like, and I think it's also the beauty of coaching in and of itself, because I always make the 
the statement that like, I can teach you all the healthy communication tools. I can teach you how to use the I statements. I can teach you how to speak from your feelings and not blame your spouse, right? But the part of you that's never going to execute those tested, tried and true communication techniques is that inner child that's still wounded, is that part of you that's still holding on to the resentment from five years ago, that part of you that never healed, right? That's mm -hmm. the sort of like person that is wounded, that is traumatized, that is deeply hurt, that I could tell you point by point, step by step in, in a conversation, what to say and what not to say, you're not going to be able to do it until you do that in our work, until you really have the awareness, understand what's going on for you so that you can then address those things. Those are the root causes that's leading yes. to a lot of these black plague uh, symptoms that you've just shared, Julie. Absolutely. And like, that's the work I do with the women that go through my get over divorce program is like, we're healing, we're healing, we're working on ourselves and we are making sure that, that they understand these um, unhealthy forms of communication and give them the tools for good quality communication and um, vulnerability and intimacy and how to find that going forward in their next partner, like, right? Because they don't want to repeat the dysfunctional marriage of their past. Yeah. So I love good. it. So good. Anything else you feel like you just want to share with people? Anything else in your heart to say to anyone listening? If you are still married, go see Dr. Siobhan and do her program. If you're divorced, come see me. Everybody needs coaching. <laughs> Honestly. And directness. I told her, I was like, yeah. Siobhan and I both receive it. Like we talk regularly and we are definitely coaching each other. Like, and, and it helps us be better people. Like we have this outside perspective that is opening our minds to new ways of thinking. And this is what we supply all of you. Yeah. Beautiful thing. It. Totally simple. If you're still married, come here. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage Upgrade is currently open for enrollment. I will drop in the, link in the show notes. And if you are divorced, definitely go see Julie. And she has a podcast too. I didn't mention that before. It's called... Right. Get over divorce, right? Is that the yep. title of your podcast? Yeah. So yep. you're already listening to a podcast. Hop over to that search bar and yeah. just listen to it. I I listen to her podcast as well because I'm like, this is the work regardless. This is the work regardless. And I think we're both obviously you can hear the passion <laughs> from us, the conviction around, yeah. but it's really because we care. I think like we can see and recognize that life is hard enough on its own and that if you are stuck in an unhappy, unfulfilling marriage, if you are stuck feeling unhappy and unfulfilled with yourself, there is help. There is yeah. help. And we want to give that help to you. You know, you only have one life on this planet and you have the power through this kind of support system to make it the best possible life ever. Do it.
right. Well, thank you so much for joining. <laughs> a delight to have you. I'm sure my listeners have loved hearing your perspective. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in. And now a question for you. What did you get out of this episode? The most important part of this work is applying what you hear. I hope you'll do that. And if you loved this podcast, you will love working with me directly even more. I invite you to my website, drshavon.com, to learn about my coaching programs and any live masterclasses I may be hosting. And of course, we will meet right back here for the next episode of the podcast. Until then, keep loving your marriage again.